You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon. But I also have this podcast where I help you DIY your Pinterest marketing in simple, actionable ways so that you do not feel overwhelmed. Today, we are tackling the topic of why is my Pinterest marketing not working? We have a Facebook group, the Simple Pin Pinterest Strategy Group. Some of you are a part of that. If not, you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash Facebook, answer three easy questions and request to join. Please allow us 48 hours to respond. So in this group, what I hear all the time is it's been a week. My Pinterest traffic is falling fast. It's been two days. My Pinterest traffic is falling fast. Or why is my Pinterest marketing not working? And then we come back with a series of questions that help us assess your situation. So today on this episode, I'm interviewing one of my team members, Shannon. This is her first time ever on a podcast. And so I was challenging her to come on and share all of these great tips about how she really digs into a client's traffic. So what she does when it's not working. And I talk a little bit about the conversation that we had and what led to this. So before we dive into that episode and I introduce you to Shannon, I want to talk a little bit about my productivity tip. And this is something that I want to introduce more to the podcast here because I love Pinterest and I do Pinterest all the time, talk about Pinterest all the time, but I'm also running a business full time. And I love hearing what's working for other people's businesses and what they're working through. And so that's something that I hope to share with you in the intro of some podcasts going forward. And then I'm also going to ask my guests to share some as well. So for me, one of the things I discovered is I was addicted to checking my email. In fact, in November of 2018, I went on a trip to Hawaii and I told my team that I needed a sabbatical. And it was going with some girlfriends for my friend's 40th birthday. And I really wanted to be present. And I told them, I'm going to try to take Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday totally off. I was in Hawaii Sunday to Saturday, but I was giving myself those three days. And my team, as gracious as they are, said, we actually want you to take the full week off. We want you to totally unplug and not even look at email. We'll text you if we really, really need you. And this week, that I was in Hawaii was incredibly difficult for me not to check email, but I committed to not checking email and taking a full break. That week taught me that I was addicted to powering through my email. I am a high follow through person. I really don't want to let anybody down. I want to respond to everybody. Shannon, who you're going to hear in this podcast, she does also answer my email. So it's not just me, but I still felt this strong sense of responsibility. But one of the things I realized was that I was getting up in the morning, I was checking my email, and then I was completely getting lost for the day. It would completely reorient what my plans had been and change them to new plans. 
So what I've decided to do now after coming back from Hawaii and breaking my habit, I now check email at the end of the day or when I have a very small window of time where I can't get anything else done. So let's say I have a call at like 1.45 and it's 1.30. I've already gotten something to eat, gone to the bathroom. I can come back and for 15 minutes, I can power through my email. And if I don't get to it, that's okay. So if you are a high follow through responsibility person like me and it's tough for you to walk away, I just set it to the end of the day. And that's when I check my email. All right, that's my productivity tip for today. And with that, we're going to move into talking to Shannon about what to do when you feel like your Pinterest marketing is no longer working. Let's welcome Shannon to the Simple Pin Podcast. Hey, Shannon. Hello. So I am so excited to do this with you because this came about in a conversation we were having regarding a client and their struggles. And you were like, yeah, let me try a few more things to get their traffic up. And you did. And it resulted in greater traffic. And I was like, man, we we say this phrase all the time. Like, let me try a few more things. Or let me try a few more things. And I don't think we've ever talked about that on the podcast. And so I asked you to come on to talk about that. So... What's your role here at Simple Pin? So tell us about that. And then how long have you been a part of the team? I'm an account specialist. I started out as an account specialist four years ago. And I have kind of worked my way into the executive assistant role as well. So now I'm doing both account specialist and um, executive assistant to you, Kate All. Yes. And you also do HR. You have many hats. <laughs> mm-hmm which I love. And um, everybody should also know that you are unofficially the team recruiter. (laughs) Yes, I've always had recruiting in my blood. Yep. Mm -hmm. Even in the aisles of TJ Maxx or HomeGoods. Yes, yes. I do get a little flack for that sometimes for taking a hobby and recruiting people through it. So who was it? Was it Brittany that you met? So where was it? Brittany, I was, well, we met through, we both have a common thing that we collect. We collect Ray Dunn mugs and um, we were both in the, the Facebook group together and we did some trades because sometimes, you know, it's hard to find. So we uh, do trades on things. And one time I met up to trade with her and I became friends with her on Facebook and I just really loved her personality. And I thought, you know, she would make a really great account specialist. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. And you have actually exposed me to the whole Ray Dunn world because I didn't know how crazy it was. Like it's, so intense. It's pretty crazy. I, I tend to stay away from the crazy though. So <laughs> thank goodness. But yeah, it gets a little crazy over some coffee mugs. Yeah, I felt like I went into Home Goods. I texted you that picture. I saw like a Ray Dunn coffee tumbler and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like somebody's gonna attack me. Like and <laughs> yeah, it was like hidden behind things. <laughs> yeah. I know it's like watch your back of the Ray Dunn people are watching. <laughs> and I did find it funny that all of it was like strategically placed towards the registers, like it was kind of like up front and it was behind things. Like people were trying to like secretly hide it. Like maybe the, the associates were hiding it for themselves. (laughs) Oh yeah. People spend hours looking through the back doors to see when they're going to put it out. Oh my word. That (laughs) is crazy. Good thing we have couches at home goods. 
<laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if anybody listening is, has no idea what Ray Dunn is, like I didn't know what it is. We'll put a link in the show notes and you can check it out. But there's it's very Shannon, cute. You, but it is know, super cute. Moving this is going to uh, ruin my chances of getting good mugs too. <laughs> so if you find something good, keep me in mind. <laughs> yes, totally. Join the Facebook group and watch the crazy. And also oh, Brittany, our other account specialist. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Gotta save it. Okay. So let's dive into starting off with, um, you know, a lot of people will come to me that are in the audience side and they will automatically say like Pinterest isn't working. I'm out like, and some of our clients will say that to us, like Pinterest just isn't working for me. So let's walk through and I'll walk through this first. And then you can tell me the strategies that you tested on this particular account. We'll talk about that. Um, But I would say if people are going to come to me and they were going to say like my Pinterest just doesn't work for me. The things that I want you to ask yourself about traffic are what is your traffic like? What does your traffic look like throughout the year? Is there a seasonal component to it? When are your high times or your low times? Then taking a look at your images. Are your images easy to read? Are they super wordy? Are they stock images that you're using over and over again? Maybe you need to try getting your own pictures taken. Then I would say, like, are your boards and your p- your pins keyworded correctly? Keywords make Pinterest work. It's really the thing that um, uh, people operate on. They go into Pinterest and they search. So if you don't have your keywords there, people can't find you. The other thing is, have you done any split testing with images? So maybe the certain type of image that you've used before isn't working. How about let's try a new one and see how it performs? A couple other questions are, what's your current pinning strategy? How many pins are you pinning per day? How many of other people's versus your own? Um, Are you using Tailwind? Are you pinning by yourself um, manually? Are you pinning consistently every single day? Or are you taking like a couple weeks off and then pinning again? The other thing that people will commonly say to us as well is my views are down, my monthly views. And there's a lot of misunderstanding about this number because it does it's not traffic. It's just monthly views of your pins and your profile. It's not what's happening on your site. So we don't use views as an indicator of traffic. So we want to make make sure we're all on the same page here. So with those questions, those are really common questions. Um, Shannon, let's talk about your account. Tell us a little bit about the account. Kind of bring us up to speed as to what you were dealing with and kind of some walls that you were running into. So one of my my newest uh, clients, my travel anthropy, and she started with us just a couple months ago. And she is new to the blogging world. So she has very limited posts. And so what uh, one of the walls that we kept running into was um, that she just didn't have a whole lot of content to put out there. And so one of the main things that I did was I took her her main post that was getting the most traffic and I just kept pinning it daily. And I would pin it two to three times daily to different boards every day, of course. Um, and so just to, just to see like, just to get a boost from that top pin. And it has exploded on Pinterest right now, um, as far as uh, in comparison to the other pins that we have. So we started with that. And then we started, I started to do other 
um, older pins as well. So, and I started to do those a couple times a day. And so it's been really consistent with her top pins, pinning them daily and seeing what those pins were specifically doing and then filling in the rest with the newer content. Okay, so that is that's something different like that we haven't had to do a lot, right? Like in all your kind of years at p- of pinning, um how often have you implemented the like go crazy three times a day um type of strategy? I have been very conservative with how many times per day and um even per week how many times I pinned one pin. Um so that has always been the night and day difference for me. There was um, before, you know, you didn't want to like get it out there. You don't want it to look too spammy, but pinning them to different boards and getting her on different group boards or uh, making new uh, personal boards for her and putting those out there really made me change my mindset about pinning those top pins every single day. And that's something that I would never have done before. Well, and one of the things that we should probably say is she has a very specific niche and tell us a little bit about her niche. So she is has an amazing blog on um, traveling, but also a mixture of traveling with philanthropy. So she travels abroad and also has a niche of um, volunteering and um, doing philanthropy internationally. But not only that, she also has a niche with um, her, her posts are on female solo traveling. So her top her top post is actually about eating out alone. Um, So when you're traveling, don't miss out on the experiences of the the dining. Um, Just here are some tips to make you feel more confident when you're out alone. So it's not like you're able to go really broad with her content. You do have to stick pretty niche to the keywords that you're using. Yes, it's very niched. And so we, we have to be very careful with Um, just even certain kinds of keywords that we're using on other boards and things like that. Because sometimes, especially when it comes to philanthropy, um, there are some words that are actually hurting the post rather than making it better and getting it out there. Okay, so talk a little bit more about that, because I think that's an interesting thing to bring up. And what would be some words that you guys are avoiding that might actually not draw in the right people? We're looking to avoid words like volunteerism. there's certain reasons why, especially like if you're doing it um, internationally, you want to make sure that um, it's it's just a different niche. They, they mean completely different definitions. So we're looking for like philanthropy, like your hands, your hands on with your uh, with what you're volunteering for overseas. Okay. So that is, that's a really important note that I wanted people to really listen to is that a lot of times on Pinterest, um, especially in the early days, people told you to go super broad with keywords and some industries you can. But in this example here that we're talking about, it actually is not bringing the right qualified leads to her site. She's really looking for, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Shannon, but she's looking for females who are traveling by themselves who want to actually participate in the philanthropic part of travel and not like what you said, the volunteerism. So where it's not that, but it really is this thing where they're investing um, in a particular place or philanthropy and they're by themselves. Yes, absolutely. It's just to, to show confidence in, in traveling by themselves as females 
And so we want to really make sure that we're getting those in the keywords because um, that's what people are searching for. And that's who that's the audience she wants to reach. Yeah. Okay. So one of the first steps you took when, when we were feeling like you were hitting a wall, um, tell us about one of the kind of the first steps that you took within the team to help give you more information. We have an amazing um, deep dive analytics team. And what they did was just really looked into their Google Analytics. Um, who is their audience? Um, the, the, and even got really particular too. So what percentage is females? What percentage are males? What age groups are we looking for? Who's looking at her content? And where what are her top posts doing? And so I took that information and we really broke it apart and, and looked at that and I was able to give her some feedback as far as who her audience was um, on Pinterest. It was really helping with her uh, writer's block and who her audience is and who she's writing to in her audience. Okay. And were you surprised by anything that you found in that deep dive? Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised. I was kind of thinking that um, the age group of her audience was going to be more um, kind of like out of college because that's typically who I would have expected maybe stereotypically as far as like traveling abroad or um, maybe even going to school abroad, things like that. That's, that's who I would have imagined, but she, her audience was more like mid twenties to thirties. That was the group of, of people who were, who were really interested in her posts. Super fascinating. And if anybody would like this deep dive analytics report, we do sell this as a one-off service here at Simple Pin. We'll put a link in the show notes for you to find that. But that is our whole little team over there goes deep into giving some of this information that Shannon discovered here. So make sure you check that out. Um, okay, so the other thing was you changed up hashtags and descriptions, correct? Yes. That has been huge, um, I think, for what we're seeing. So as far as what I took from the analytics report um, and who their audience was, I changed up some hashtags and some descriptions. Who are we aiming this for? Who is going to be searching for this in Pinterest? And so we changed up a lot of the hashtags and the descriptions on each pin. And I still do that, you know, even if it's the same pin that's top, I'm still changing up the hashtags and I'm still changing up descriptions on them so that they are different keywords that are getting out there on Pinterest that are going to connect to the same pins. Have you found that hashtags have performed pretty well for her? I feel like they are probably performing well for her than a lot of my other uh, clients who might be like frugal bloggers or food bloggers. It seems that hashtags are working better for her. I wonder if it's because she's so niche because you have to get very targeted. Right. I think I kind of feel like that is something that because that is what separates her from the others, of course, other than the, the food and the frugal blogging. Um, that is something that separates her. So that's, I feel like it's the only indication that that is why hashtags would work for her. Mm -hmm. So um, during this time too, has she created any different images for you? And if so, um, how have those changed or what kind of pieces of advice have you given her? She has. So I got some feedback from both you, Kate, and I got some from our creative director um, about types of things that they're writing on their images. Um, so we're trying longer images. Um, there's still, you know, some question as far as what the correct image size might be. 
The and the correct image size too, just for the, a lot of people are asking, is Pinterest still says two to three. And I don't know what you guys have been testing, but I know um, Tina was talking about like 1000 by 1500, which is still two to three. But is that what kind of dimension she gave you? Yeah, we did those ones and then we tried the 600 by 900. Okay. Are you noticing any difference? Yes. Actually, on the longer ones, we are noticing a difference. Mm-hmm. I think even just within weeks, it it surfaced up to the top. So Wow, that's really cool. Really cool. I love that. Yeah. So the longer images, we're doing not so many um, words on there and um, just changing up some of the the keywords that are on the pin itself and changing up the image that's on the pin too. So even if it's her top pin, and I told you that I've pinned that pin consistently, I'm using different images every day. So it's not the same pin with the same image it's, um, I think we have about four for her top pin right now that we're circulating to kind of do a test on. And is that the eating solo? Yes. Okay. So she has four different images and different descriptions. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next thing that you tested was changing up ratios. So tell us a little bit about inside versus outside content. Yeah, so we have been doing, um, before we were doing 50-50, 20 pence per day of inside and outside content. But I, I just found like I was pinning the same things over and over. And it was also because she's so niched in her outside content, I needed to lower that down a little bit. So we've changed the ratios down, lowered, actually, we're actually lowering her amount of pins right now, until we have more content built up as well. But it's actually been working better for her. Yeah, that's a really good thing to point out is sometimes we have this idea that more, more, more is going to get us somewhere. But maybe the whole thing is less more and more just targeted, especially when she's really trying to build up her own content. And so I love that you guys are seeing that less is actually working better for her. Yeah, we've we've changed um, her pinning down and it ranges. I still don't do like a, a typical set amount, but I usually do probably between 10 to 15 per day. And so, and the ratios, I change the ratios up every day to outside content versus inside content. Um, sometimes the outside content is what is getting people to click through to, to go to her, her profile page too. So um, we're, we're trying to put in a little bit more extra outside content every day but also certain days doing more inside content when new, uh, when new posts are created. Okay. So when you go into testing all these different things for an account, you know, we're, we're hitting this wall where we go, it's not working. Let's test these certain things. What do you use as kind of your guide to tell you whether or not it's working or not? Google Analytics is my main thing that I look. I look at Google Analytics Every time I'm pinning, um, it's just, it's, it's consistent to what I'm seeing. So that is something that is telling me that um, I need to, to look every day because that's telling me what the audience is doing. It's like my little, my little cheat sheet to what the audience is wanting and, and pinning every day. I love that cheat sheet. That's perfect. Yeah, that's my cheat sheet. I just, it's, it's nice to know. I just feel like it's kind of giving me the eyes of the audience too. So if something is doing better, or even if it's something um, that has been a top is kind of going down, I keep pinning that as well to get those back up. 
Nice. Okay. And one of, um, we're getting to the last two tips here, but I really, really like this one because I think it, it shows that when you are a Pinterest account specialist or you're managing social media, not to discount other platforms. So one of the things that you said was you want to pay attention to their audience on other social media platforms. So talk a little bit about how that's worked for her. Yeah. So as an account specialist, I like to see what's going on on their other social media accounts as well. So normally like Facebook or Instagram and see their audience there and see what they're posting over there on those pages as well. Um, On her Instagram, she has a phenomenal following. She's got a lot of followers. And so I was kind of looking at that and seeing who her audience is over there. And we gave a tip as far as... um, and she does a lot of Instagram stories and um, and her posts as well. But giving her a tip to say, hey, why don't you go see what is going on on our Pinterest page and click through and you can um, get all these freebies by clicking through on these. And so that is bringing traffic over from where she's getting a lot of followers over to Pinterest as well. Yes, I love that cross social promotion because sometimes, um, in fact, I I noticed this even with like Rachel Hollis's account, and she's the author of Girl Wash Your Face. Um, I went and looked at her Pinterest account, and because she had just hit a million followers on Instagram, and I hopped over to Pinterest, and she had like fifty thousand followers, and it wasn't organized or anything like that. But it's interesting that when we focus so much on one platform. What happens is these other platforms kind of fall away, but you can leverage your Instagram audience or your Facebook audience to follow you on Pinterest and then pin some stuff, which can definitely help. I love that you guys are seeing people actually take you up on that or take her up on that offer to follow. Yeah, she's done great, like keeping up on her stories and stuff to to have people go to her other platforms as well. Hmm. So the last thing is more for a task for her to do. But I'm wondering how you're helping her with this. And that is um, knowing what's working for them on Pinterest and continuing to write about it with similar content. So how have you guys kind of how have you informed her about this? Yeah, so what I'm seeing on the Google Analytics, even through uh, monthly reports and um, when I'm, even if I just notice that something's doing really well, just popping in and sending her an email and saying, Hey, this type of post is doing really well for you. Um, your audience seems to really like this. And then it kind of gives them ideas as far as like new content that they can produce. Um, it, because not only does it help her, but it helps us on her Pinterest as well, because that's what her audience is looking for on there. But it also helps them if they have any sort of writing block or if they just don't know what to post about. Yeah, because when you're writing a blog, it's hard to keep coming up with more thoughts and more thoughts and more thoughts. And especially finding the time to write is pretty difficult. I think that's why it's easy for people to go to Instagram because it's easy to snap a picture and write a paragraph and it feels kind of like content, but it's not. And so it's good that you guys are working together to figure that out. Is there any last minute thing that you would say that you feel like really has... I guess, enlightened you about things to try that when you do hit these walls, um, really to go digging deep or any other things that you've kind of taken away from this whole, I I don't want to say experiment because I don't think it was an experiment. I think we do this all the time. 
But I guess, what do you take away from it when you go deep and learn all these things about an account? I think just to keep in mind, just to, to keep changing things up. Don't You don't always have to have a certain way of doing things all the time. Just keep looking at your analytics, seeing what your audience likes, and then just keep changing it up. Keep making, even if it's little twerks, even if it's Excuse me, little tweaks. <laughs> that was a good um, one. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's, uh, you know, just just changing keywords and descriptions, and then being patient with the results too. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna find that this is gonna change right away, but um, even just like a few weeks from now, noticing that things that you changed a couple weeks ago is is finally starting to kick in, or you're starting to see the effects of it. So just being patient with those results too. Patience. That is like the um, motto of the platform, right? Is that (laughs) it takes a long time. And you've worked on a lot of different accounts and have seen accounts grow over time and have seen them not grow too. I mean, I think that is incredibly frustrating for us when we do try all these things and nothing ends up happening which is kind of tough. And it's also good to to realize and to have other friends who might be in the blogging world and kind of ask them what's going on. Because sometimes I've seen too, that it's all across the board, things are down. So it might be something that's going on on Pinterest or whatnot, not, not always what something that you're doing wrong, but to always kind of keep in communication that maybe it's something that's going on across the board. Yeah. And I will say with that, and I should have said this at the get-go, but I'll say it now, is that um, we have the Facebook group, which is the free Simple Pin Pinterest strategy group. And in that group, every single week, there's somebody saying, my traffic is down over the last week. My traffic is down over the last couple of days. And we know, having worked in Pinterest as long as we have, that is not a good indicator of traffic trends. And Pinterest, in the you know, we see things ebb and flow. But I guess I would say to those of you who are struggling with that, don't look at it week to week. Look at it from month to month because there's a lot that can change. Um, You might drop in a week, but overall in the month, you're up. So don't, I don't know, don't look at the week. Would you agree with that, Shannon? Yes, absolutely. Definitely. You have to look at bigger picture when it comes to Pinterest, in my opinion. Yes. Yes. So if you are in that group and you are listening and you are one of those people that posts in there, my traffic is down this week. Please don't freak out. Just take a deep breath and keep going. If you're noticing the trend, which we were noticing with her, is that we we weren't getting momentum. And that is also a good thing for us to say is that she was a new account And what we are really looking at is momentum, who her people are, what they're going to click on, what they're interested in, so that Shannon can better be informed about where she's going. Now, we wouldn't necessarily use that strategy on a different account that maybe has been rolling for three to four years. In that sense, we might look at, okay, what are the images that they need to change up? They've been doing the same type of image for a while. Um, I know another account that you're working on, she saw some great increases the last quarter of 2018. And how long has she been on Pinterest? Like five years, five, six years, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she saw some great growth. Um, and that could be for a totally separate episode of what she did long term. But I think all that to say... You're going to have to try different things depending on where you're at in your Pinterest marketing. And 
Shannon, that's true for you as well. Managing accounts, like you go into it with a different mindset. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like I said, like Kate said on this one too, this, this account was more niched. And so I'm absolutely doing things differently on this account than I would on somebody who might be, um, have been on Pinterest longer and blogging longer and have more posts to use. So strategies definitely do vary depending on on those circumstances. Which is why if I'm going to like stand up on a soapbox for a minute, um, is that you can't follow a one size fits all strategy that you can't look at what somebody else does. And you, we see all these things on Pinterest that say I, how I grew my Pinterest account by like 500 million views overnight. You can't take what that person is doing and apply a cookie cutter strategy because each account is different. Each audience is different. And that's, you know, here at Simple Pin, when you come on as an account specialist, uh, we really walk you through kind of the basics of how we use the program, how we work, um, how we onboard clients, really getting you oriented to how our system works, like our ecosystem works. But we don't give a lot of cookie cutter strategy. We start you out with kind of the basics, but that was actually Shannon came on in the beginning of Simple Pin when we were first growing. And um, I appreciated your way back when thread that came up in our Facebook group recently, because there was so much um, that they had to learn on the fly, because it is very hard to teach specific strategy to each person, because they have to get into the account kind of really put on the hat of the business owner and get to know what's working and not working. So we can't... That's how we work for all of our clients is that we go into it with, okay, let's evaluate it. Let's see what's working. And then we can make adjustments in a couple of months. But I can't say to Shannon, you need to pin for my travel anthropy this way. And this way is the only way that works. You guys would probably hate me for that anyway. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, we appreciate the the freedom to use different strategies because everything is so different for each person. I mean, everybody is unique and wonderful in their own ways. And so it's so much better to to take what works for them and to really dig into them personally. Mm -hmm. Yes, agreed. Awesome. Well, Shannon, thanks so much for giving us these tips. If you guys want them um, written down in full form, those are in the show notes. It's not a transcription. It's a blog post. So you can go over to simplepinmedia.com slash 133. Any of the podcasts you can find by putting in that number, simplepinmedia.com slash number. We started at one. We're now at 133. So you can head over to the Simple Pin Media blog and you can see... Um, the full blog post, any of the links we talked about. And especially if you're curious about Ray Dunn, you can head over there to see what it looks like. But Shannon, thanks so much for taking the time today. I really, really appreciate you coming on and talking about all of this. And thank you to Anna at My Travel Anthropy too for letting us talk about it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. And thank you for allowing us to learn more about pinning for such a specific and super niche account that has been really fun. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thank you.